just like that. Okay, so um, Santa, Tere uh, Santa Teresa. Santa Teresa, baby. Tommy on me. Cartagena, part two. <laughs> Hola. Ahead of schedule. Yeah. Abdu's leaving, and so we are fitting it in. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. We're making it work. I'm going to miss you, bud. Totally. I'm going to miss you guys, too. Honestly, man, like, you're dead. <laughs> Probably never gonna see you. Yeah, saying, like, just casually. Last time. Man, it could always be the last time. Yeah, that's true. But that's yeah. why we made the most of last night. Made the most of the last couple of days. Yeah, we we definitely squeezed the juice. The last week. Yeah. For for being in Colombia and lockdown for the last week, we did a lot of shit. Yeah. The beach a couple of times. We say we've seen the city there. Yep. Even today we had a little our own little mini uh, pool party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though everything today everything started being shut down at 12 noon, meaning you're not allowed to be out on the streets, which I'm also confused by because I was wiping myself dry on the, my, my, one of my our many balconies. What were you wiping dry? <laughs> <laughs> it was after a shower, okay? Because I want to masturbate. Gotcha. So <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, there was like a wedding. There's a wedding party going on. Yeah, with a ton of people. How dare they not invite us? I know, right? And also, like, how did they get away with this shit? You know? Yeah. They didn't get caught or something. But yeah. Yeah, maybe the cops were giving a break because they had a lifetime sentence. They wanted to let them enjoy the day. Yeah. That's it. This is like their last meal. Marriage is that lifetime sentence. Oh, you know? true. <laughs> you know, when you meet someone who's married and they're like, talk like very highly of it. Yes. Yeah. That's a exception, exception, not the rule. Totally the exception. Yeah. I mean to be fair, you talk to most single people that aren't necessarily happy here. So Yeah. It's not, yeah, we're, just <laughs> not we're just about here not enjoying the now. It's just most people not being happy. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people don't know how to find happiness. They don't they got like the wrong attitude. Like you know some people like they're like I haven't found the right person yet also and you know it's just like you're just not the right person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not what you need to, you need to change. Your, your standards attitude. are too high. You need to change <laughs> who, who you are and, and how you approach relationships and everything. From a very like meta meta level and uh, thematic answer to your question about turning L's into W's, mm -hmm. it seems like anytime you shed your skin, so to speak, like from an identity perspective, like I identify mm -hmm. with yes. this way of living my life or this way of being, like as an example, you were an accountant at one point, and then you had to shed that skin to be able to step into another version of yourself uh, when you said to yourself, hey, the juice of being an accountant isn't worth the squeeze anymore and you had to move on. So like a lot of people would look from the outside and say, wow, he spent all that time being an accountant. That must be a huge L. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, the way we always talk about it is that's one of the most important W's, one of the biggest wins of your life was being able to move on yeah. when it was no longer serving you. Yeah. I think you touched on a really good point there. It's like the, the identity part. Is like you getting yourself wrapped up into this identity that you created for yourself uh, that you think you're supposed to have, that others think you're supposed to have, that you think others think <laughs> that they want you to have, uh, and, and you get lost in it, and then you realize you don't even like it. You, you, you created this identity, and now you're attached to it, and now your uh, whole being is defined by it. And so now that you don't like it, it's like, goddamn, now you hate yourself. And, and it's like, well, how do you get away from yourself? Well, if you're acting out, you'll get away from yourself by over drinking and overdoing drugs and hanging out with the wrong people and overworking whatever that vice is going to be for you, right? Um, but yeah, man, that was that was definitely a big turning point for me. Um, 
I, I don't know if that's uh, how I would uh, answer the question. That needs to be your yeah, answer. So Mosin did his turn. All right. <laughs> 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 no, 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 sure. But that being said, I would be open-minded to hearing your your ideas on like this this identifying before before we move on because I know Ian, you've got a lot of um, a lot of good power. I mean, have, have you read Power of Now after? No, I don't. I don't do that. Okay. Stuff. True. The three of us have. You're identified so. with an identity. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't identify with someone who's in books. I read, I read, no, I read uh, fiction. I read like fun stories. I don't nice. read yeah. self-help books. Yeah. I just can't get through. I, read, I get through one chapter. I'm like, I just finished I reading this. The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> I just finished reading The Hobbit and it was awesome. And uh, I'm not going to, I don't know if Ian, I don't know if you're going to read it, but if you want to take it on your trip, you can take it because I don't need it anymore. I really read it. I fucking, the Hobbit's great. Also, what I love about, um, you know, Stories like The Hobbit, there's still so many lessons you can take from it without having to read a self-help book. Like Shantaram, same thing. Yeah, like Alchemist. Like the Alchemist. Like the Alchemist. Like the Alchemist is just, I was just listening to it last night before I went to bed, mm-hmm. and it's just aphorism after aphorism. Yeah. It's just, out, and all of it talks about a sheep, and it's basically like metaphorical with like people and mm-hmm. the sheep, and then following your legend, or your personal legend, yeah. which is your dream. Really, any good uh, fiction book is a self-help book. But mm-hmm. it's just packaged differently. Yeah. Um, and I just like the way it's packaged. So that's usually mm-hmm. how I. How I Alan Watts so. talks about um, Zen in. Is it the way of Zen or the art of Zen? The way of Zen. He talks about how you can use books like Alice in Wonderland, which we also have in front of here that Ian picked up in Mexico or yep. in Costa Rica. And he picked it up in Mexico. And he talks about how you can use books like Alice in Wonderland, where it's like mostly like gibberish and like bullshit and like just like made up stuff where it doesn't have any like in like tangible meaning as like zen which is just being playful mm-hmm. True. so that fiction element has like a real important um pointing at how to live so why in particular like you, you chose a few books to to bring with you oh these are just the uh, ones that i have with got me them right along now. the way oh yeah. yeah so i read it last year and then i recommended the hobbit to government yeah about it recently and then i just saw Alice in Wonderland and Mexico in the English section, and there wasn't a lot of books. Yeah. And I was like, makes sense. And I remember Alan talking about it as well. So well, I brought it. We've got Fear and Loathing as well with us. Yeah. And we also have Seneca, and yeah. we also have Alan Watts with us. So we have tons of books. Yeah. But you brought The Alchemist, and Mosin's been watching crypto. So, like, amongst the four of us, we got a good mastermind going here. Yeah. A little mini library going. Also, I just want to point out this uh, Alice, in, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, book that you got here um what stood up to me the most is if you're watching you can see like it is gold yeah the pages, the pages here on the gold is that gold on the outside that's it's a uh, it's so old school and Same it actually Colombian club there you go. looking at this makes me thirsty <laughs> no but uh this reminds me of like growing up like I was surrounded a lot more by uh, Qurans and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and there were a lot of uh, Qurans and religious yeah. texts that that follow this style. Yeah, they do. Would, would you consider this some sort of religious text in a way? It, it could be. It, I mean, that's kind of the point that Jonathan was making. I mean, it could be. I mean, basically, Alice in Wonderland is like acid. No way. I mean, it's basically a psychedelic trip. She's eating mushrooms, chain sizes. And it's <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, she is eating mushrooms. I I'm forgot sure about it's that. Like one of the one of the novels that started the the context of uh, like going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, oh true. Day, yeah, she follows the, the rabbit turn. and goes down a rabbit hole. In the same way that J.R. Tolkien in The Hobbit made the aphorism out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. Same with Lewis Carroll and Into the Rabbit Hole. 
yeah. down the rabbit hole. Here's here's like the gibberish. And where, then Abdu with brisket for the biscuit. Brisket for the biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> I think I heard that. Popularized by Abdu Zagwal. I think I might have heard that when I was playing hockey in like elementary school. So yeah, that like I heard from you. I don't know if I'm that pretty sure that's from the Bill movie with the race car. Who do you think he got it from? Oh, yeah. How did they really race? Nice. That was yeah. hilarious. Movie. Well, for us, yeah, he killed it. Really, he made some really bad. <laughs> <laughs> some really bad. Hey, you're gonna strike out. You're gonna strike out. People swing for the fences. It's so, so true. Um, what's I, I do like that movie that you did with Kevin Hart? What's it called? Well, while well, Abdu's thinking about it, let me just finish that point on the, hard, like, this so example cool. with uh, Lewis Carroll and Alice in Wonderland, where Alan Watts is talking about how like any text could be used as like a Zen Buddhism guide. It's "Twas brillig and the slith betoves did gyre and gimble in the wave. All mizmi were the borogoves and the mome wraths outgave." It's like doesn't so act, doesn't actually mean See, it. No, this, <laughs> is what, this is why this is why I hate, this is why I hate Shakespeare. Oh, this is why I hate Shakespeare because it's so fucking confusing. Um, you have to like, like you need to. Was it for lyrics? Like a lyric genius? Yeah. You need, you need like that shit for like Shakespeare and, yeah. like, and books like this because like you. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to understand. I was going to say, I don't know what you're that because, like, that is, not, I wouldn't say, like, most of his is pretty readable. Pretty, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No, that was, a, that was a poem from the Looking, looking Through the Looking Guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, because here's a poem at the end where he says, uh, you know, the whole, um, like, the from, so Alice in Wonderland was created, Lewis Carroll, the author, he had some, like, nieces that he would go in a boat and he would tell them all these fantastical stories. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the actual who Alice was based on. Yeah. And you just improving stories? Yeah, uh, basically. And then he, this book is actually where the, um, uh, merrily, merrily, down the, gently down the stream. Yeah, yeah. It's from that. And then the way he finishes out the Alice, the looking glass, he says, in a wonderland they lie in the boat, dreaming as the days go by dreaming as the summers die ever drifting down the stream lingering in the golden gleam life what is it but a dream and that's how he finishes cool. it off that's great. That's what is it but a dream what is it life what is it but a dream do you think this guy had access to psychedelics no doubt there's a lot of like there's like there's a lot of crossovers mm-hmm. from it but it doesn't seem like there's from i looked it up there seems to be no evidence that he directly took Psychedelics, like he wrote it before LSD existed, so definitely wasn't asking. Yeah. Um, Could be true. Though, the, it, it's, I, I would say it's also the. <laughs> he was on one. Like, oh, it, he was on it, one. It follows yeah. like a psychedelic <laughs> uh, like archetype, but the, the psychedelic is really like a mystical thing, which psychedelic wouldn't have a monopoly on. Like a psychedelic drug isn't doesn't have a monopoly on eliciting that type of experience. Absolutely, you could have that access from. It just allows us all to access that sort of experience, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just reminds like we're so overstimulated in terms of always on our phones, yeah. and we constantly have music playing at all times, and we're constantly looking up other people's ideas and thoughts. And we're I've realized I've realized in the last couple of days we are constantly trying to get away from being with our own thoughts. Everything we do, mm-hmm. everything we do is trying. Like when we're listening to music, we're listening to someone else's thoughts. When we're reading something, we're listening to someone else's thoughts. When we're watching something, when we're on Instagram, when we're talking with someone, it's almost exclusively other people's thoughts. And we don't, most people, like most people just don't get time for the silence. And like I'm reading Walden by Henry David Thoreau. So 1850, he went and built a cabin in the woods and lived there for two years. 
And he just talked about how for days he just doesn't do anything, just like do some work, but then he'll just like sit and go for a swim and just walk around the woods and look at everything. And uh, and that's, it's yeah. that's old school. It needs to be a lot more of a thing. Yeah. Just sitting in a rocking chair on the porch yeah. and just Vibe. be there with your thoughts. None of you may be in. None of you may be into this. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, um, Mike Belusky just bought a bunch of property in New Brunswick, oh, yeah. and he's planning on building like glamping tents and different mm -hmm. things on the property because he has tons of space. I think a cool project for like us collectively as his friend group would be to build some sort of like escape cat like cabin or something like that where it would be like real solitude, and it would have like a fireplace, it would have like a comfy chair and a library, and it would have like room to draw and room to create and to make art something something like that or maybe a sauna or some shit yeah um, it's from the outside so you're not allowed to leave it can't, if you can't want leave you're, it. you're stuck in there cabin bound <laughs> and, and anyway like because new brunswick just seems like the like the rent out there is so cheap and he's going to be out there with his family it'd be cool to like be connected to that that part of the world um that'd be something that i'd be into doing you know, I mean, maybe to go there for a week every year or something like that a week every two or two weeks every year mm -hmm. Having uh, Mike Maluski, I feel like uh, as more of an active part of our lives would be would be great. Totally. You guys got the experience at Costa Rica. Yeah, my life was improved by hanging out with him for sure. Yeah. I became funnier. I became um, a better listener. Mm. All by hanging out with him for like a nice. couple weeks and only like minutes or hours at a time, not even like extended periods. Yeah, it's interesting how extroverted he is, but he is, he does not want to listen for sure. Interesting. Yeah, one time I had a phone call with him after uh, we had a bad bad trip on psychedelics, mm -hmm. and uh, I felt like the most listened to in my entire life for like thirty straight minutes. I was just talking, and he was just yeah. like, he was actually paying attention to what I was saying, and it felt really good. Greatest gift you can give someone is the gift of your attention. attention. There's, there's, I don't think there's anyone better that you could be around um, while going through a bad trip than Mike Tversky. Yeah, for sure, he should be a shaman. Yeah, so he talked about it. He's the wizard. Yeah, and he already, he already basically is just like yeah, just paid for it. Yeah, he's just giving his services out for free. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, in terms of the question that you asked most in about turning L's into W's, um, I think of a bunch of stuff like my first relationship where we invested so much time in each other and then it ended up ending. Like a lot of people would say that you know that would be that'd be an L, but I feel like that was a, a W in terms of what I learned about myself and what I learned about what I would want in a relationship what I learned about where I'm at in my life and allowing that to actually happen. Like at the time I thought to myself, like I should be in a relationship. I should be moving towards that future. And it was okay to give myself more time. It was okay to learn more about myself. So that's one big one. Uh, Gloria's we talk about uh, a story at a, of a coffee shop in Toronto where I made an emotional decision and wrote a bad Google review that blew up in my face uh, and in Abdu's face. And I think of that as an L, but turned into a W. So those are like kind of the, the two ones that come to mind, but I'm sure there's more. You guys have any? For me, it's like the cliche relationship stuff. So like, it's almost like, it, it's, it's the typical where like, oh, okay, I, I thought I was in love with this person. I thought I was going to be with this person. They left. Now it's like, what the fuck do I do with myself? <laughs> and you're basically at that point looking for distractions or ways to, uh, improve yourself because like you're like you're, you're telling yourself you're just improving yourself to improve yourself in reality in the back of your head you're like maybe she'll want me back sure. if, I, if I get better you know um and then eventually it gets to the point where you're just in, you, you forget about her yeah and you're just improving yourself because you just want to improve yourself so when it gets to that point that's when you so you, that's when the the, the the shifts from uh you know taking the l to the to the, the w 
One of the things that surprised me about that when you when you had that relationship that that ended was uh, you called it you went on the depression diet where you started eating super healthy, which is the opposite of how most people would experience that is they would go through something that would be uncomfortable or they go through something that would challenge them or that would shake up their reality. Like we talked about identity, building identity around a relationship and identifying with that. Um, and then most people where they would crave the sugar or they would go like, deeper, deeper into the rabbit hole. Um, you like were doing the opposite. So you're eating like healthy and clean and avocados and stuff like that. So it was surprising because like when I think of the depression diet, I think of like cake and sugar and <laughs> chocolate chip, that's chocolate chip one of the ways. Like it's obviously some people like let it go in the den, but I'd say it's, I would, I'd say it's pretty common people outside of a breakup when they start eating healthier and start exercising start again fit. because they stopped. They got to get they back. They were taking it for granted. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Also, they still have some hope that they can they can potentially make it work. There's there's two ways. Either on one side, you know, the, the, it's it's rare that a breakup is clean and it's even, right? There's the one that's being broken up with, and they're like, maybe I can get them back. Yeah. And there's the other side where they're like, okay, I dropped this person. Now I'm gonna work on myself because I want to fuck other people, <laughs> pretty much. So that's just the, the way it is. So either way, both both people are are typically working on themselves for different reasons. But yeah, the ter- depression diet never looked better. Okay. <laughs> I had a fucking like yeah, six. Did you go to Thailand after nine. that? I remember seeing some pictures oh, of you yeah. in Asia. And you're I went to Thailand. It was great. I have a. I, I looked at a photo recently of uh, that Chris took of me because I was I was just like sleep, I was sleeping at his place for a few days, and uh, he he saw me shortly. He's, he's like, "Whoa, dude!" And he's like, <laughs> on his phone and started hitting <laughs> shots at me. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a buddy. That's a friend right there. Um, and the Texas birthday tomorrow, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I looked at a photo of that recently, I was like, yeah, I can get back to that, but it's just, uh, I'm out of once gyms open up again, because I'm, I'm not going to do the, the working from home stuff. No? No, I just can't do it. That's an working out, working out from home. Break that down. Can't do that? I, 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 I hate it. Yeah, well, you just got to find something you like. But, you just got to um, find, you got to put in position what you hate more. Yeah, there's like a, uncomfortable right now. That's the problem. There's like an overarching theme up. where <laughs> Ian was Ian was saying, <laughs> "Kidding, Cecilia, don't worry." Um, Ian joked right at the beginning that he was saying like COVID was was basically the the W where the L was perceived as, but there's actually a lot of truth in that. It's like where it just depends on the way you look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it from like a total lives, like maybe not. But if you look at it from my life, <laughs> from an individual standpoint, it's not bad. That's what but but you doing well, I think, I mean, you doing what you want, I think, does help. I think like Alan Watsi talked about in our culture, we've somehow convinced ourselves that because someone's going to go out without a meal, mm-hmm. that you shouldn't enjoy your own meal. Mm-hmm. Some sort of like guilt with doing well mm-hmm. in life. When actually, I think, like, as we, like, the goal is to not. There's not like one fixed amount, and then you try to get the biggest piece, but you can make it bigger for everyone. Like there can be more for everyone. So someone doing well, um, you give back, and it's better than you can give. Yeah. Like can't be like people are doing bad. I guess I should self sabotage myself as if that's going to do something for them, which it doesn't. Exactly. And there's always shitty things going on in the world. It's too much to focus on all at once. All you can do is kind of like. Yeah stay in your own lane and also just try to help the people around you. Yeah, back in the day, you'd like have the village over would just get massacred. You wouldn't even like know about it. 
Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get like twenty. Oh, other twenty. There's horrible right, yeah. things going on, but like, there's no communication. Like, we can't. Like, what's going on? Do they have a barbecue going on? Is that That's a roast. They're roasting something. I think it's a pig roast. I think it's a pig roast. What are you saying? Oh yeah. So I was reading the the book on history and with yeah with technology now. People, someone living in the East Coast of the United States, like New York, is going to have be more similar to cross-country to someone in California because news and media and all the communications. Whereas back in the day, two people, two towns and two villages in the same state would be more different yeah. than people in different states now. Yeah. Like we're more like people, like Americans, than Americans in one town over 200 True. years ago. Yeah, they'd have to so send, send a messenger to like sprint for like three days to get over there. Yeah, send like message. they would they would find the person with the best the, the best distance runner in the village would be like, well, you're the guy who carries our mail now. Who's the skinniest <laughs> of you guys? <laughs> Start running. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got horses, but we we just want. That's what they're busy. <laughs> so, Mostin, where do you see marijuana playing a role in your life? Uh. Uh, losing more brain cells. <laughs> losing brain cells. Losing, 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 losing brain real. cells mm-hmm. and losing my memory slowly until I have full on dementia. Presence. <laughs> <laughs> it's called presence. It's it's called presence. No short term memory anymore. Uh, no short term memory. Uh, where am I? We were just talking about earlier today. Uh, where uh, was it? Forgetting is a blessing or something. Yeah. It's like forgetting your your failures or whatever. Your yeah, or something like that. I never made a mistake in my life. <laughs> <laughs> those are all the brain cells you're focusing on. Those brain cells. Imagine, imagine selective that. brain cell loss. Yeah. <laughs> and here's here's a very practical example of like forgetting being necessary. Like you're eating a nice cup of ice cream, and if you didn't forget watching Two Girls One Cup, you're gonna have a bad time. Well, thank God I never watched that. Dude, are you kidding me? That's the only reason I eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. Uh, 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 no, I mean, I, if I, I guess I have to answer the question. Yeah, like, how do I? I've got to. Uh, how is? How do I? How am I going to use weed? I don't know. Like for for me, for example, I think there's an element of creativity. Obviously, you can if you're doing it too much and you're just watching Netflix, that's not going to help. But I do find it very very creative. Well, it's an altered state of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Altered state of con- I do like meditating, smoking weed and meditating. Yeah. I have like mystical experiences on weed. True. I love smoking like, weed, meditating, and listening to music, like meditating, like using the listening as the meditation yeah. and actually hearing notes that you'd never heard before in your favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think weed, like uh, at the beginning years, like in uh, late high school years when I first started smoking weed, it was uh, very eye-opening to me. It helped me think in different ways and expanded my mind and, yeah. and all of that. Um, so the relationship I have with weed now is, is kind of different. Like now I know what to expect from weed. I'm not going to have that kind of eye-opening experience, although it will still help me think in different ways. Yeah. Just not to that sort of uh, intensity or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, now it has so many different uses, right? It's good for music. It's good for food. It's good for sex. It's good for whatever, right? Um, now, actually, what I think about with weed when I get high sometimes is I feel a little bit of anxiety sometimes. And when I do, it's actually a really good test uh, to help myself calm myself down and breathe myself into the high rather than be caught up with the anxiety of the high. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's what I mean. It's, it's a good test. It's like 
oh fuck, I'm feeling anxious. I'm high and I'm anxious and my thoughts are racing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, hold on, buddy, relax, calm yourself. Can you sit with Take it? Take a deep breath. Can you sit with it? Can, can you actually just get into the enjoyment of it rather yeah. than seeing the, the shitty part of it? Because sure. you're going to get whatever you focus on. So you can take that back into your the rest of your life when you're not smoking weed, when you're not high. Anytime you get that kind of like anxious pattern feeling uh, where, where something's going on, you can ask yourself like, hey, do I actually need to be anxious about yeah. this right now? Is something actually wrong right now? Yeah. Is there actually a danger? Maybe I right need one deep breath. Or can I just... Yeah, I remember one time I smoked weed. Enjoy this moment. I'm like, I'm not, I think I have to go to the hospital because I like checked my pulse and I'm like, it's pulsing in my chest. I gotta go to the hospital. But then I pulled out my stopwatch on my phone and I did it. I'm like, oh, it's normal. <laughs> 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 tripping myself out. Joe um, Rogan talks about one of his favorite things to do to like test himself mentally is to take like a massive edible. <laughs> yeah, and go into, and go into <laughs> sensory deprivation thing. That is sick. Oh, no. oh, that could have been worse. Um, yeah, no, I mean, especially like we don't really have a lot of life-threatening day-to-day problems mm-hmm. so getting a little bit of uh i stubbed my coat today yeah almost dead <laughs> uh, but he stubbed it also again yesterday so. same toe so i, I honestly like if he stubs it two more times he might he's a, he's a guy lose a toe dude you gotta oh. have to take the whole foot lose a foot that's it yeah just just go for the leg the whole leg yeah, just, just to be safe fucking stub you never stub foot dude, dude just yeah. get into a wheelchair you'll never need feet again no that's yeah. good Give an inch, lose a foot. That's the grower, not a show. That's a grower, not a shower theme song. <laughs> Yo, speaking of weed, should we light it up? Yeah, we need to spice. Is it too early? Why not, dude? Nah, I don't think oh, so. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Uh, you twisted my arm. Yo, so you, you, you guys finally got to witness me smoke weed yesterday? Last night, yesterday, you did? Last night. Yeah, uh, in the jacuzzi. The only... Oh, get the lights on in the jacuzzi. The four of them got in the jacuzzi? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, I, I want to see you nice and anxious on the podcast. Let's get you going, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, I only smoke weed when I am coming down from another high. Because it just basically <laughs> numbs the other... So other anytime you're done watching the, the notebook, it just like cuts, <laughs> cuts the high. <laughs> Exactly, it really does cut the honey. So, uh, to, Ian knows not to even bother offering it to me. He's very, so he gets I, it. He's very here's, here's one thing I'd like to well, be able to capture uh, on the show is just like, uh, Abdi, your philosophy around making the executive decision to cut your losses, so to speak, or at least um, leave Colombia mm-hmm. to go experience something different, mm-hmm. right? Can you talk, to us, talk us through your decision? making process there? Yeah, so one of the things when I was reading The Alchemist, I, uh, I'm i trying to basically, I'm doing my best to follow my gut, because I found like when I follow my gut, usually things work out. Um, and when I don't follow my gut, then I end up like regretting whatever the fuck I did. Yeah, what do you mean by your gut? So intuition. I have a feeling, yeah, intuition, I feel like this, this is the right this is the right move, and anytime I question it, I end up regretting. That so it's almost like the first instinct, is that what you mean? Yeah basically. But then like, not just believing every first instinct, it's like, why your gut's not just feeling this for a specific reason. There's like, look at list the reasons why, like, why is my, why is my gut telling me to do this? Um, if it seems valid and I can go for it. So, um, basically I, a lot of that came through when I was reading the alchemist where, um, I forget. I forget the way they they say. It. Basically, when you want to like when you really want something, the whole universe conspires to make it happen. It, exactly, and um, and 
and, and oh, omens also. It, it, omens. Talks, it talks about omens, like basically signs of what, what's going to happen or what you should do or things like that. And I basically just saw a bunch of omens that I should be going to Mexico before I'm done traveling here. So I, uh, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go. Uh, it has nothing to do with you guys. I love you guys. It's, I'm not, miss you it's guys. not you. It's me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's me. It's the omens, guys. I'm sorry. I'm leaving you for the omens. That's what you um, tell her. It's the omens, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All the omens. <laughs> Uh, it's not you, it's not me, it's the owner. Everything is pointing back away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's a big booty bitch in that direction. <laughs> Yo, I couldn't believe that. That's basically the song. Uh, <laughs> you just said. I gotta ask you a question. So you, I, I agree because, man, what a fucking mastermind driving to British Columbia was listening to the Alchemist busting oh, yeah. again. So yeah. I don't remember every detail of the Alchemist, but I remember it being inspiring. So talk mm-hmm. to me. One of the things I was like, obviously pay attention to the omens. It's like basically doors opening in front of you, opportunities presenting themselves, yeah. calling you. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to me. Like what's, give me an example of just one where it was like, I got to, you know, check it out Mexico. Why not? Yeah. So there, there was a bunch of things where like on my way here, I uh, I just messaged my I, I I just saw one of my friends' uh, stories. I think it was Heather, and she was she was on a boat, and I was like, I was like, is this you now? Like, where are you at? And she's like, I'm in Mexico, and I was nice. like, oh shit, okay. And that was just the beginning of it. And she's like, you should visit me while while you're here or something. Or she was like, even like maybe I'll come see you. We'll figure it out. And uh, and then so there was that. There was Colombia when we showed up. Everything just starts you know getting shut Get down. Tight. Yeah, um, 10 p.m. to 8 p.m. curfew to 12 p.m. on the weekend. Exactly. That's a big one. You can't even be outside right now. Yeah, exactly. It's totally illegal to live. Unless you get married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the church, that's the, that's the only exception, apparently. You know? um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there's... <laughs> But there, there was, <laughs> we're gonna move on from that one. <laughs> there was, uh, we were at a, uh, we were at like also an illegal club, Jonathan and I. These two were, were busy. We kept yeah, we got in. Huh? We got we in. Got in. That was so fun. Way Yo, actually, we had a great time there. That was super there. fun, man. We had a yeah. great time there. I, I met uh, a group of people travel, traveling from Israel, and uh, they told me, like, oh, you know, where are you coming from, stuff like that. I told them, oh, I'm just like visiting Colombia. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? You should be in Mexico. Dude, Mexico's that's amazing. That's Mexico's old, where it's so that's at. an omen. Yeah. Right? Because uh, without knowing any of Ian and I's experience, mm-hmm. is meeting Israeli people in Mexico and Costa Rica was common, like very common. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to be well-traveled, eh? They, they are, so they know where to go. Mm-hmm. They listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, yeah, there, there was that. And then... Uh, I forget. There was a couple other things, but we have so many good things to say about it too. We both know all about it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I have such great content. Yeah, I have a, I have a audio quick audio. And and you, and you. Oh, and then I also looked at the COVID numbers, the COVID cases. Costa Rica's fucking skyrocketing right now, while Mexico is like plummeting. Testing. Mexico's so, done. They're like, oh, yeah. yo, honestly, oh, is that it? Yeah, we're out of the world. Yo, I remember yeah. that at the beginning. When, test for it, it doesn't really happen. I remember <laughs> when oh, the, the Ontario numbers started going up, and they're like, yeah, the numbers are going through the roof. And I was like, well, are they testing more people? And they were yeah. testing five times more people than they were the week prior. It's like, yeah. of course the numbers go. Yeah, up. you don't have it if you never got tested for it, which is, <laughs> which is the motto for Frost Week at Western University. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, so cheers uh, to Frosh. I was listening to Cheers to Western. Your Frosh listeners. Thank you, Western. I know you out there. We're doing your thing. We're being there when we needed you. So I say Frosh Week 2020, uh, 2021. It's going to be on Zoom, but that's okay. That's it. All right. No, no, we <laughs> got our buddies uh, Anson and and uh, what's the name of their company? Uh, I'm excited to find out though. I want to host my dad's birthday on that platform. I forget the name. Just gotta get a little answer. Answer, call me. Yo, uh, listen to this. So I was listening to The Alchemist last night, and I want you to think about you listening to The Omens, and then being like, because I know you had your passport out, you're in Costa Rica, Mexico, do I stay? Where do I go? Where do I go? And then, and then you're gonna see the craziest shit that's gonna happen and think it this. But he was able to understand one thing. Making a decision was only the beginning of things. When someone makes a decision, he is really diving into a strong current will carry him to places he had never dreamed of when he first made the decision. How did you just have that ready to go? Because I'm like, that's so legit though. <laughs> yeah. I've, been, yeah, yeah. I've been in this guy's it. presence for a long time and that's one of the conversations he has with me all the time is that when you make a call, you have no idea where it's going. No idea. Absolutely. Also, that, they have a great I told you. person who did the, the voice for the, the audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I picture him. It's, yeah, all, yeah. it's like the Dosakis guy, the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. It yeah. Like I picture yeah, yeah. that bo- that guy saying this fucking the, story. The content plus his voice gave me chills. Like, oh, Yo, the, content, the content's lit because you can, in terms of like seeing an L and turning it into a W, you can see a time when you made a decision where when you made the decision, you like you can just obviously know you have no idea where it was going to take you. Mm-hmm. And then the crazy shit that happens, like totally. think about uh, uh, I ended up uh, leaving a job after I left on the first, I went to the job on the first day. And I'm like, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And I had turned down the company that we worked for fixed for uh, like uh, in the running. And then I called Jonathan and then I, I set that up and I made that decision. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, and I was just like, I got to get out of this. Mm-hmm. But think about now we're in Columbia Having drinks and listening to the Alchemist talking Dude, here. It's like the, that, the, you, like you don't that, know what the decisions you're gonna make. If you work for that recruiting company, uh, I don't want to know what happened. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would have ended up leaving. But anyway, um, I almost took a award for a recruiting company too. That was a fucking yeah. I want to work 14 hours a day. Jesus Christ! Thank God I didn't go there. Really? I remember talking so to Dan. So we never passed anyways. I remember talking. I remember talking to Dan after his first phone call with Ian, and he was like. Guy sounds like a wild Mustang. <laughs> First thing I, so I'm driving to work. I'm driving. I'm driving to work. Uh, He's looking for more fuel. <laughs> no, we're good. Oh, good. No, no, it's fucking lit. But yeah, no, I was driving to work on my third day. So cool. the, oh, we all know each other. Eight forty-seven. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, so I'm driving to work on the third day of the old job yeah. and I'm doing my phone interview with Dan and I'm like hey man how's it going and he's like Dan you really are Jonathan Andrews friend <laughs> that was the first thing he said yeah we have the exact same amount of enthusiasm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> personality test yeah, we, we both ranked in the 89th percentile 89th percentile the the yeah you can just look at that with What's Abu's bit about the remote control on his? It's hard to bring up a bun because he's like playing with this water bottle. It's a fucking remote control right now. How do you masturbate? Put it in the first gear. Second, no, never mind. That's disgusting, guys. It's inappropriate. There's children watching. We never talk. We never talk about anything inappropriate. So something to your podcast.
Mm. You know, we did like, so we, like we knew this trip, like John and I have been traveling for about six months now. And like, we knew it was going to be crazier and crazier than we ever knew. But I, that quote that we just shared, like I brought up like a handful of times, like before we left to Jonathan and it just like, it became so clear that this is going to be crazier than I could ever imagine. Yeah. It's going to live up to that. But then like shit's happened. That's wilder than think about last night, boys, like with the fucking jacuzzi. Fucking crazy. Well, time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cody! Don't worry. Hannah was here too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that sounded funny. That's so. Good. That sounded, that was wishful thinking. Like, exactly. Three of us in the hot. Yeah, that's crazy. Last night. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. It's exactly what you guys want. Wanted to do, right? Whatever you. Use, yeah. We're gonna leave it open ended. Open ended. That's the problem. Yeah. There's so when many times. Sometimes. There's so many times on this trip where where Ian and I look at each other and be like, this one when we're just like, man, we're doing it, or we did it, or it's happening. Like we're yeah. here, man. There were a lot of fist bumps last night for sure. <laughs> we have a, a lot, lot of fist bumps. Woo! Fist bumps. Hey. Yo, honestly, my favorite thing is a good fist line. <laughs> <laughs> naturally carving out shitty ones because you don't have to be that way and you, you kind of just get into this mindset i'm like yo i can just be whatever i want to be i can actually just do what i want to do that reminds me of um, after circle up i was reaching out to men and asking them like can you give me your honest feedback about the program and how it went and one of the most beneficial conversations i had was with Moses because he basically <laughs> so like everyone so. on the phone so everyone so. was like yeah circle up is sick i love the experience it's fucking awesome and then I spoke to Mose and he's like, dude, it was great for these reasons, but these are the reasons why uh, I got to say no and move on to something else, which is exactly what you said, which was, you know what you want. And he said to me, he's like, I'm looking for something more real estate specific. He said, I'm looking for something very niche. And then he went and he found that, yeah. which is the coolest part. But there's a lot of men who do the program and they say, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a level of magnification because it's like, 
Mosin's very serious about like doing well financially. Yes. So he has a, a extra motivation to get around more specific people in that realm. Yeah. Like if you were a bodybuilder, you don't want to go to the fucking group exercise session. So like most him going to a generic thing when he has that focus would be like a bodybuilder going to Zumba. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then, uh, like, you know. I, I had a random question. I, I'm probably the only one who cares about this, but uh, you planned initially on staying in Mexico for like a week, two weeks, I don't know. Yeah, and you decided to stay much longer. Yeah. How did that conversation go with Christina? Oh, wow. what, a, what a great question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's almost like exactly what you uh, were curious about. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to ask questions, <laughs> ask questions. I, I think it was just an evolution, right? It, yeah. was, uh, it wasn't like, uh, hey, I'm staying for a month uh, or something. And yeah. She was like, hey, that's great. Yeah. Give an inch, lose a foot, am I right? It wasn't <laughs> just, <only. laughs> just wear a mask. That's all we need you to do. It was, it was not like that. It was a, it was a process of talking about it, staying in touch with each other, and just like going through it. And, and long story short, over the long run, like after that happening and coming to now, like our relationship is stronger, knowing that um, we can just communicate well and, and she can do her own thing for a while and I can do our, my own thing for a while and we can be in separate places and it's actually really good for us because it just helps in so many other things. Like we spend more time with our family that way. We focus on our own priorities. Uh, whereas sometimes we love spending so much time with each other that it actually takes away from our work. Um, which is awesome because we love spending time with each other, but then we don't hit our goals. So uh, it's it's just going to be a process of don't even try to have that conversation and have it like be all figured out in one go, right? It's like, well, I don't actually know all the answers that you're asking me in terms of how long I'm going to stay here. I'm just going to have to feel it out right now. And uh, eventually I will come back. Uh, but like day to day, like they have, like every day we can talk, we can, we can message each other. There's nothing like, you know, stopping us from having, uh, making the best of the situation. So let's do that. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, I'm going to, I, I had, I got a lot of ideas just like hearing you talk about that. Spin out. Um, One thing I would also say is like, you can offer, for example, Cecilia to come down and see you. You know what I mean? Sure. If it, that, that's what I, I always left the door open and I always talked to Christine about it too. Like, hey, like, if you know if you can get over your, your health concerns, like, I would love to have you here. It's, like, it's not like I'm trying to get away from you. I'm just trying not to be in COVID Canada, yeah. lockdown, yeah. fucking cold, uh, no Fair job, uh, bullshit, bullshit. You know, exactly. Nobody to see, nobody to hang out with. Yeah. So I'm just trying yeah. to live happier and you can come here too and we'll both live super happy. That's super helpful. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. I think I think one of the the big things too, and uh, it's, actually I don't even want to go just just in case. I'll yeah, yeah, well, go. I think you know consider that you may want to share. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe don't. There's, but, there's, there's, there's some there's some things I need to share with other people rather than just on this podcast. Fair enough. Think, so. Well, um, yeah, this this podcast is in a confidential space, so any place where you would want it to be confidential would be I want a confidential, publicly facilitated. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, but can you beep out the next 30 seconds? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Our podcast is pretty confidential. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his way of saying Yo, that. that's such a great way of saying you people. Yo, it's like such a, like, <laughs> it's like saying, like, making love. It's like, what are you talking about, really? But it's like, um, um, uh, it's, subtle, it's uh, 
well, if you think about it, two things I was going to think of. The first thing that comes to mind around this conversation is, is uh, I'll say the only thing I'll say is to, in my opinion, just honor the truth. Whatever the truth is, honor that. And then the second thing I would say is I was listening to a seminar a couple months ago where one of my mentors around relationships, uh, specifically, he was talking about marriage. He said that the number one thing that's missing right now in marriages because of the pandemic is missing. No one misses each other anymore. Mm. They don't leave the house, so they're always there. Mm. And then months later, I did another seminar with him last week where he was talking about relationships again. And he said the women, because he did a, a seminar on the Saturday with uh, 200 women, and then he did a seminar on the Sunday with 400 men. We had a huge turnout. He said, the number one thing the women wanted to tell you men was you need to leave the house more. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, damn if you do, damn if you don't. You leave the house, like, why are you out of the house? <laughs> so what the, that, you know what I'm saying? That's some bullshit. That's like, no matter what, bro. Um, anyway, so all I was saying was motion did mention. <laughs> That's good. Motion did mention. Motion did mention. That it was it's motion. <laughs> Yo, it's motion. No, it's, it's got the motion of the ocean. Motion of the ocean. Um, motion of the ocean. Baby. Mason. Motion. Ocean. Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's um, so he it's mentioned so it actually was. It, it could be a positive spin for their relationship. And so Sterling, the the, the man that was doing the seminars about relationships, did say. One thing that is missing is like they don't miss each other anymore. So having a break apart actually can bring you together closer. Because yeah, Jonathan and I are married, that's why we're gonna next week. It's a great idea. Take probably one, to, somewhere between one and like probably two to four week range, most likely. Um, you know, Jonathan's gonna stay in Colombia. I'm gonna go to Guatemala, um, and then you guys might come meet me in a couple of weeks. But otherwise, if we're gonna meet up and go to Peru, if we're okay. into ayahuasca, um, yeah, man. Or Machu Picchu. All we need to do is man. I can't believe how hard and difficult it is to find uh, psychedelics in Argentina. So if you know up. anyone, yeah, if this you... is a confidential space. <laughs> <laughs> the cops are not listening. <laughs> um, that was the, the number one. The second one was to thank you. The second one was that the thing that the biggest thing that's missing is missing. It's okay to have that, that distance. Yeah. And then uh, the, the first, one was, the first one was to honor right. the truth, which was basically the, the theme I started the year with, which was very helpful. Has been helpful. Distance makes the the cock harder. Sorry, hard. Harder or something, something like that. I don't know. Freudian cock. Freudian slip. Never mind. There's a lot of there's a lot of C O C K going on. C O C K. Oh. Is that like hard jazz? Can we can we guys discuss cock for a bit? We'll leave that. We'll leave that. Electric forest. L S D. Bathrooms and electric forests on LSD. Uh, one thing, one thing that I would uh, talk about the whole like uh, being in a relationship and traveling too. It's like when you can actually do that. Uh, it also like de just de teaches both of you what you want the relationship to be. It's like I can go travel and do the things that I want to do, and you're free to travel or do whatever it is we want to do, as long as there's obviously some rules and respect around that. Yeah. But it's just like giving the other person the freedom to actually just do what they want and not being codependent yeah. on each other and knowing that you have your enough of your own shit that you got going on that like this is this partner is like not the main focus of your life here like your life is greater than just this partner although mm -hmm. they're pretty great there there's more to it than you just being with them don't yeah. get wrapped up in their identity it's like have be your own person one of the things i love about christina so much is she's definitely got her own thing going on yeah. her own vibe her own brand uh her own work 
yeah. uh, that it makes things easier for sure. That's honestly what you said resonates so hard. Yeah, well it's one of the things that I, uh, I'm uh, like Cecilia and I are, are battling with right now because like obviously I have my own thing going on, but like she, she I think she needs like maybe a, more projects or something like that, yeah. like something else to focus on mm. besides like because at this point it, it is a little like most people do. She's a little she's not codependent. Alone. Yeah, so she's it's a little, she's a little too dependent on me. So that's why she gets upset when I don't respond soon enough and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. You need to be busy doing your own thing. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that's, I think it's a, com- like, based on this, what you're saying right now, this is a conversation I'd like to have with. And uh, it'll be an evolution. You heard it here first. Started off. <laughs> yeah. Started off and like, it's, 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 it's just not going to work perfectly. And like, there's no, there's no need to get perfect right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just an evolution and you learn about it'll, yourself and learn about each other and things take time. And eventually, just like anything, everything turns out just fine and just as expected. My truth is to ask myself um, where I can take ownership. And there's like an element where you're when you're in a relationship, you're the only one that's like, you know, paying her that much attention because she's decided to be with you, Mm -hmm. right? And so people know that and they respect that and they don't attract, they don't try to pursue her for with her pursue her. And so like now that you're engaged in this relationship because you decided to be there, it's like, well, are you really taking care of it? Because it's like a there's you and there's her, and there's also this third identity, which is the relationship. And sometimes you got to do what's best for that, uh, if you want it to work, like if you want it to, yeah. to keep mm-hmm. going. So it's like one thing that you brought up earlier that I want to touch. Do. Yeah, one thing that you brought up earlier that I want to touch on um, when you were speaking about uh, my involvement in the men's group and like my uh, feedback from it and stuff. Fuck you. So what you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> 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 it was positive feedback, right? Quote, quote unquote. I was like. Just a bunch of sad boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's for mental health, bro. So, that's so, so fucking so, real. So, uh, so that's exactly what it is. Well, you remember that? Was that one dude? Sorry, no. Okay, you, you. Well, it's a confident. That was a confidential space. So just make sure everyone maintained confidentiality. I would not say anyone's name. I just remember there was the one. So dude. My friend Brad Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I do not remember anyone's <laughs> name. Okay. I literally didn't get to know anybody. I don't know anyone's yeah, name. I, I, know, I, I know Harrison. That's it. Harrison's not a sad boy. My dad's dope. Your dad's also dope. He was there. He's a sad boy. Yeah. Yeah. We were listening to a lot of. We were a lot of Jesus sad boy in a happy boy's clothing. All right. I would say, I would say, because I, because there's a part of that. Sorry, you, you remember? Just the, 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 there was just the one dude I remember who was way too vocal to, around the fire, around the fire chat. He just kept saying like stupid shit. Um, and I remember, uh, and I remember you, yeah, and, and it was just like, why is this guy still talking? And we were, and we were trying to get him to be like, I'm pretty sure someone must have brought him because yeah. we're like, I know you're talking. About. Yeah, we're like, okay, so like, uh, that's what, what are some challenges you're taking? Like, okay, I'll stop talking about it. Just Long story about short. It. Bunch no. sad boys. I'll talk about it on my podcast. Anyway, no, I was yeah, saying, yeah, that, that. I, was saying yeah, I know there's even less listeners yeah. over there, so we're no, cool. <laughs> I respect <laughs> Justin. One of the things I respect most about Jonathan <laughs> is he's Jonathan set boundaries, which I respect. Yeah, so yeah, no, we're just getting into too many details about what actually happened and like confidentialities, but what you took away from it. So if you took away sure. that there's a bunch of sad boys, fair enough. 
with the details of what you saw, what you heard. What Although you I would hear from I, it. I did get more from it than just that. I, I, I would say, though, like, the, oh, the, there was tons of I just have to say, though, folks, I, I think there's got to be more to, I'm curious more to do around the feedback you had because don't get me wrong, like, Sad Boys is, like, a point, but I think, the like, if you follow argumentation that a premise is that there's Sad Boys, the conclusion that that's bad, I would say, is it? Absolutely not. That was just like a. I, I did actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you asked that because that's actually the point I wanted. Yeah. Is like when I my, my actual feedback was what you said is um, it wasn't the right place of focus for me. The right place of focus for me was real estate and somewhere in the financial realm. Yeah. Uh, is what I need to focus on, and the reason why is because I identified for myself that. There's multiple areas of life that I can work on, and sure, I can have all these goals, and I will, and I do, and I actively work on them. But my biggest focus was real estate and financial stuff Even because financial I realized decision. if I could get that one thing down, that would have a massive cascading effect on everything in my life. Dumbass. And it, if there was one thing that would make my life better, it would be improving my financial situation. And I narrowed that down, and then everything, everything else had to, I had to say no to. Uh, like just you know, for example, men's group putting your attention where where you know it's not gonna bring you the greatest amount of uh, joy um, and the greatest amount of trans transformation. Um, you're you're doing yourself a disservice there. So for some men, absolutely, that was like their you know like time well spent. For me, I knew time well spent was gonna be improving my financial situation, and that's the group that I sought to go after, and I found it, and and it's been absolutely the right decision. And so what I would uh, ask people and I'll ask you guys is like, find that one thing that's going to absolutely transform your life. Like I know you got goals in all areas of your life, fitness, relationship and all that, whatever. But uh, what's that one thing that if you do it or get better at it, whatever, uh, would, would transform your life? Um, so for me in the past, it was changing my job and, and now it's like recently improving my financial situation. Uh, so how about for you guys? What's the one thing? that you need to do uh, to like transform your life? Or number one thing, focus on. the number one thing that transformed the life is not needing it to. Like there's a first principle that like there needs to be, like don't like from a certain lens, like push it. But then like getting outside of the, like, like forgetting the goals and just being here. Like I was listening, Eckhart Tolle was talking about, there's within our culture, there's this, incessant striving for more yeah. which is like this ego identity of like more 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 which like more is literally an abstract concept it, it from a from a development yeah, it's just something you visualize yeah it's, and, it's, and it's and more obviously into like personal development but it's like actually surrendering and not and i'd say just not needing real like not having to try i think we get so burdened by what we think we should be doing that when you actually realize that you got, there's nothing you have to do, then, then there's no pressure, and then you can just go after whatever you want. Yeah, I would say that the, over the last couple of days, finishing up Joe, uh, Joe Dispenza's Rewired program, I've said to myself that I think the, the number one thing that I could do to live the life that I've always wanted to live is to spend way more time meditating and way less time trying to do something, like, and just to let it, let it arise from a state of calm and let it arise from a state of tranquility and let it arise from a state of uh, being in the present moment. As opposed to arising out of, I need to do something. What's like the closest at hand Ooh. thing to like occupy Ooh. myself. Have, have you guys uh, watched the, there was like a mini document 
documentary series. I forget what it's called. I think it's like a box series on Netflix. And one of the episodes was just on meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You watched it? I think it explained or whatever. Yeah, it ex- explained exactly. Have you watched it? You should watch it. Have you watched it? Nope. If you really, if you want to really get into meditation, I highly recommend it. All right, let's um, go through buddy, all the viewers. Buddy, I'm, I'm, have you watched it? I'm, I'm, I'm in the game. Okay. I'm in the game. So, so, so what? The reason I bring it up is, um, it, the they look at it in the viewpoint of a beginner meditating and someone like a monk who's been obviously doing it like their Decades. entire lives exactly, um, and they they track the brain activity of both people of like a beginner. Meditating and then a monk meditating. Wait, what show um, is this? This is Explain. Uh, oh, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they, they track the brain activity. And when you look at a beginner, there's like basically like nothing going on. Probably alpha brain waves. Sure. Beta. <laughs> Definitely beta, dude. Beta. Definitely. <laughs> no, they are. no, you're right. Yeah. It's beta, alpha, theta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Oh, wait. If they're both meditating. But basically, it's it's minimal uh, minimal brain activity right, right, right. Um, when it's a beginner. And you look at when you look actually at a monk who's like been doing it for years and has, has been practicing it for so long, and they're they're a, they're a master of it. They've been they've put in their ten thousand hours of meditation. Slow down their brain waves. Not not even that. You, there's a, a shit ton of brain activity. It's almost like they're on a drug. Like it's to that point where when they meditate, it's like they're getting. Yeah, and the thing it's the default mode network that you're talking about. The, uh, the default mode network, which mm-hmm. is all your your conscious thinking it's like you're being aware that you're thinking and then like really thinking about that and then that and that that suppresses which is something that happens during the psychedelic state like doing psychedelics and then with meditation as well yeah so joe's rewired the whole purpose of that program which uh most actually most and our friend nian turned me on to was that you can elicit that psychedelic state without any exogenous yeah. compounds which is That's things outside of yourself which is you can literally use your mind to create the feeling and to experience the gratitude and then to join the generous present moment yeah just like, a whole purpose one of the gurus ram das he had like one of his in india one of these famous gurus who was like enlightened and ram das who was big in the pioneers of the psychedelic space loved doing different um cocktails of psychedelics and drugs to kind of access that like higher state and he gave like three or four tabs full doses of of lsd to his guru and it did nothing to him nice because he's just already yeah literally like already in that state where it doesn't actually change it and then um and i think that's <laughs> That's a secret. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing. Is like he, he said, um, you know, you when you do a psychedelic or drug, chemical induced experience, artificially, you have that high, but then when you have a high, you come down. Yeah. And he talked about how like his guru, like just staying up, which is to your point. Once you once you're able to activate that state then you can just reinforce that and then it's not dependent on the externals. Yeah, we met some Chilean folks when we were in Santa Teresa. You weren't there that yeah. night, but uh, I went with a group of friends to this villa party and we ended up staying there until like 5 a.m. and watched the sun sunrise and then took the ATV to the beach and just hung out there. Mm-hmm. So we hung out with these Chilean folks and the, and the girl that we were with who we saw at the waterfall a few days later, um, she had this like really cool snake tattoo that she got after doing ayahuasca and was saying that she like described it as like a, like a difficult grandma doing ayahuasca. And she was saying like, the less you have confronted your shadow, the less you've confronted your baggage, the less you've confronted the things that really like challenge you internally, the more difficult the ayahuasca is on you. Yeah, you're resisting it. 
the more it needs to smack you over the head and say, pay attention. Mm -hmm. And then the, the closer you are to understanding yourself, the easier the experience is. And, and with the shadow, light. it's often where the light hasn't been shed on and you're not focusing on it. So the consciousness stuff that we're talking about is, you know, non-duality, oneness, you know, you're good and love. But then also realizing that if you're everything, then you're also all the negative things too. So it's like you are literally Hitler. Um, no, it's like you were Hitler. So like, that's the whole premise is that we're to, you need to actually acknowledge the lesser parts of yourselves. And if you don't acknowledge it, it's just like putting shit under the rug. And then eventually it's going to pile up and be an issue if you haven't actually confronted it because what you, what you suppress just comes up magnified. Which is interesting because we're planning on seeking out ayahuasca in Peru. See. And it'll be interesting to find out. How, how she goes. We have the post trip report one day on that. I like to think I'm feeling ready. Post ayahuasca trip? How many big braids do you think you're going to have after that? braids? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was asking if they Jonathan currently has a braid that he, in his hair that he just got was it yesterday. It was on the beach. It was on the beach yesterday. Maybe yesterday. Yeah. What is your guys' number one insight from psychedelics? I wanted to close a loop. I wanted to close a loop on. Uh, the point we created about sad boys, mm. where it's uh, defense. No, 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 no this, it's not a defense. It's actually, it's, <laughs> it's actually, not sad. it's yeah. not a defense. It actually but demonstrates it's a, it's what a we're space. talking it's about. A, it's a space for being sad. It's like you're, you're being vulnerable. Sorry. Yeah. Well, 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 I think the the point is, is that we all have taken arrows on the battlefields of our lives. Of course, we've taken arrows, and the 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 masculine identity that we seem to believe is the way it should be and the way it's supposed to be is deny, deflect, avoid. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to confront it. And uh, when we come to these spaces, it's the first time they've ever experienced that for a lot of people where you can actually take the mask off and see all the wounds and all the spears and all the arrows and all the scrapes and, and then start to work on healing them together and being there for each other. And with the, the sad boy piece, Ian and I have talked about like how it'd be a really cool way to end the circle up book where the whole premise of the book is like, whatever you're going through, you don't need to go through alone. It's don't man up, circle up, come here. It's a space for you to be taken care of and to take care of other men. And by working on myself, it actually improves the community around me and vice versa. And so everyone's growing together, but there's also an element where it's like, yeah, don't man up, circle up, but also you need to fucking man up. Yeah. There's some situations like that. It's like, yeah, it was yesterday. We had to wake up early. Uh, no, two days ago, I woke up from a nap and we were going to go to this hike. And I was like telling Abdi how tired he was. And he's like, yeah, it's basically just a symptom of you being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It's fair. And then I came. <laughs> but I, and I also came to the hike. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we can even talk that. about that car ride to the beach yesterday as like a, a how to have no problem attitude and why are really like spending time with you guys. But the, so that was what I mean about that point where it's like, yeah, they are. And also that's like, okay. So it's like, can you come to a space where you can, where it's totally confidential and you talk about anything and be a side boy? Yes. Because that's the purpose. And that's why we designed this feed actually talk about your experience and what you've been going through and to be able to accept it, to heal from it and to move on. Because the whole point of the men's circle and the men's team and circle up is to get out of your head and out of doubt and into action. The arrows cause a lot of doubt. You've been injured on the battlefield. Now you're hesitating when you go back on the battlefield. 
So you got to clean it up and then go, go back and get out there. Um, but also at the end of the day, it's like, you got to get like, if you want to experience what it is to live your full life, you need to get back on the battlefield. You need to be on the court. You can't be on the bench and experience life fully. So I totally agree with what I'm saying is they should, um, the reason we're there is for them to be able to man up too. It's like, don't man up, but also man up, you know? Yeah. So it's the paradox. It's the, it happens, it rises mutually. But I, I'm just, I'm glad you're honest. So. Yeah, it just makes, I mean, it makes sense that there's times when something's good advice and there's times when it's not. It's like, uh, you know, you, you know, you should drink water. But it's like when someone's drowning, that's bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it depends on the context. So there's time, there's, I think the point of the, that because it's been generalized in the mental health space, like never, like don't man up. It's like, yes, because so many times manning up, quote unquote, isn't the right course of events. But when you're tired and you don't want to go for a walk with your friends, like maybe you should don't be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, maybe don't be a bitch is bad advice when you're like going through something serious. But I think it, and sometimes it's good advice. It's like basically yeah. don't man up is the first chapter of the book and man up is the chapter of the last. Oh, there you go. Because it's like both. It's both. I like that. Anyway, so circle up, book coming to you soon. Appreciate you guys. Purchase the copy. Do we, do we uh, want to finish on the, the story from the one beach yesterday? Yeah, sure. Do we want to have something symbolic to act as the story that we're going to no, finish on? No, no, Remember, this is why we got a place with so many balconies. So. <laughs> yeah, Yo, that's literally the reason we got the balconies. We have options. We're like, do we want to throw you off? This one today? Which one? Hey man, you can't spell balconies without B A L and C. Well, separately. Anyway, don't worry. Balsy. Balsy is too. Is honestly. All right, so I'll uh, I, I can I can start telling the story. Yeah, I mean, you're a good storyteller. Talk about it. Oh, see, you never want to introduce someone that way because now the, now everyone listening is like, oh yeah, let's see it, prove it. I'm talking. I'm not talking about like. So start like, by being like. I'm not talking about like. Talking like about abuse. Abuse. Since when have you had a problem with the crowd being like, let's see it? Like that's usually your cue. No, no. I, I want something to introduce yeah. me. Let's like, see this it. Guy fucking sucks. Abu has a lot of work. has a lot of work to do. He's still an amateur comic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been paid once, though twice to perform so far. Jeez. All right. Wow. That's all right. Um, that's professional. That's ha- I'm happy to hear that. Too. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, we what's the name of the beach? Santa Clara. Was that was the place? <laughs> Santa Clara. Playa Blanca. Oh, you, you thought you can you mix up Playa Blanca with Santa Clara? And I already forgot the name of the beach. It doesn't even matter. We're going. So we we routed our. We basically found a. We found Uber. And the Uber showed up, and there, he was like, if I'm taking you to this beach, I'm going to need much more money. That doesn't this. make any sense. And we're like, uh, okay, we'll give you like 10 pesos more or whatever. And he's like, no. So we're like, okay, fuck it. And then uh, that's one like a million taxi drivers are so just many burning us. So we're so fucking surrounded, and they're all like, oh, we'll take you there, we'll take you there, whatever. And like uh, a 15-year-old girl on TikTok. I mean. real. <laughs> but uh, the, we, we chose one guy, and he was – who was driving us there, we were driving for fucking ever. Um, at the same time, I get a message from one of our, one of our friends. He's like, yeah, this is the spot we're going to. And we had already passed Different that spot. spot by like a long shot. So I was like- 15 minutes at least. So exactly, so I was like, concerned. we were concerned. It's like, okay, he's going there, we're going this way. Where the fuck are we going? 
where we headed. Um, and then it got worse when we, like, not only, we're, we're on, like, dirt roads, basically, oh, right? And we're surrounded by random dudes in motorcycles and random guys literally jumping in front of the taxi. Right like, out of the street. Groups. Exactly. Multiple just, people all, like, stop, stop, stop. It's like, like what wait, am I going to do, hit this guy? Wait, 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 let me scan you. Wait, wait, wait. They're, like, literally all just looking for an opportunity so to scary. sell you something or scam you or whatever it might be, right? Um, it's fucking ridiculous. So... We, uh, at one point, I feel like, I feel like the taxi is almost uh, a part of the racket because he actually stops for these people. Like, he's that not was, just going so through mad. it. Well, how, I mean, so it's like fucking, so it's, at that point, it's just like, go. No, he's like, but he's like, waiting to talk to them. And we were just like, just go, just go. He wouldn't listen, exactly. So it was also like, a language barrier as well. I mean, when you're, when we're all yelling and saying, and doing this. Maybe this means like, really, bubbles, 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 bubbles. We're in, we're in, whatever they're selling, we're in. Don't move. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we, we get past uh, two groups of people who are like, literally jumping in front of our car. And we suddenly hit a security checkpoint. And it's, uh, it's a military. It's a Colombian military. Yeah. Just fucking uh, chilling there. Very, very There's a bunch of them. A bunch of them have like, what? Massive guns. They have, they, exactly, they have guns on their chest. And uh, they're they're talking to the taxi driver. And then uh, one of the army guys like tries opening the door, it's locked, so the taxi unlocks it, then he opens the door. Most inside, right? Yeah, most inside. And literally literally just stares at us and we're just trying to be like, you know, no problem at it. So just like Stare back at him. Okay. Like, like, no, like, 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 exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, what is this guy waiting for? Is he yeah. like hoping that we crash or something? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I got the drones. <laughs> oh, it's in the truck. Just open the truck. It's in there. It was the top line. It's not mine. Imagine being so timid that you crack. Seriously. Yeah. It was so. so All right, take me. This guy, honestly, I think he was just checking us out. I was showing him a lot of leg. So I told the driver we're Canadians. He's like, yeah, they're Canadian. They don't speak Spanish. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say a single word. There you go. That's the best thing to do. And it's called. No habla español. No Spanish. No Spanish. No Spanish, dude. I don't speak taco. <laughs> no, you can eat so many tacos and pile I can't wait. Like, so many. I don't speak tacos. Um, so we get the, through the security checkpoint, <laughs> and that was like such bad juju. We're like that Seriously. fucked up, and then immediately turns on like the bumpiest dirt road, <laughs> and it felt like we were in a fucking like bumper car or like off-roading. Like beside us, surrounded following by us. Motorcycles following us. Cars just going up and down, just flying. And of course, right at that moment, all our phones lose. All service, 100% service, all gone. And immediately we're all at the same time, like, this cannot be the way. We had to cross a military checkpoint. We uh, we were being chased by these motorcycle people. <laughs> this fucked up dirt road. Like, who the fuck is going to the beach? This, yeah. this super mainstream popular try, beach. And trying to get, trying to get through road. it was yeah. like trying to be like one of those, like, uh, buffalo that go through the crocodile, crocodile waters. Or like a child actor going getting through an audition in Hollywood because he is trying to get to the other side. But it's like, is this? Are you sure this is the best way? Because mm -hmm. I, we were trying to get to the other side. We didn't know that, but all the, it's funny because all of the omens said to me to go back. Yeah, yeah. So that's time to did. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And um, sometimes we misread the omens. Sometimes we misread the omens. To, to me, the the lesson I've learned in the past is to not doubt the the taxi driver. Because they use they, they know the area they know where they're taking you so just like you just trust them 
Like, as you, long as you that could me. also be bad advice. But that's but, but that <laughs> both ways. Yeah. Both ways. But also the only reason we found that that, that club is because your friends like the late night. Just like asking they just like asking drivers. Asked, locals, asked, yeah. It's like the man up, don't man up. They know they know the local spots. They know they know they're gonna know where to take you. They're gonna know the right spot. And when it comes down to if they take us to the wrong spot, we're not gonna fucking pay them. So they they're gonna want to take us to the right spot. Well, that just reminds me of the paradox. You were talking about man up, don't man up, like you said just now. But it's advice to listen to foreign taxi drivers, and this time's not to trust. And it's also like sometimes you know don't plan, don't spend all your time planning, but you gotta plan. They arrive at the same time. So you don't have to try, but you should trust. So we we questioned the omens too much. We decided to we stopped the the Uber for the taxi, told them to turn around. Another good bit of information is what, what, what Abdu said about a friend saying it was a different spot mm -hmm. too. So we got that picture like this isn't the spot, it's not where Uber they're going. saying one thing, Let's turn around. the taxi is saying another thing. So we decided to try going to the other spot. We're driving for, you know, another <laughs> 20 minutes. Exactly. So now this is when we realized, oh, we're probably going the wrong direction. We get on a dirt road that's even worse than the previous one. Another one. Yeah, we, yeah, we, found, we, we, find, we find exactly way worse. We find more, there's more time. There's more, uh, there's new, uh, there's literally one guy who's like starts yelling at us. And then he starts, like, he gets on his motorcycle and starts chasing us. So another one. It's literally, Colombia is just a constant chasing, whether it's on foot or in the car or whatever. Yeah, it's like a disagreeable, um, aggressive it, Exactly. Yeah, and then we uh, we got on the dirt road, and once we go on the dirt road, that's when we see, like, we're like, this seems a little, this seems wrong. And that's when we see, our, like, four cows in front of us. And uh, we're like, okay, this is like, this has got to be wrong. I remember from the and back, Mosin's like, there's no way this is the place. There's fucking there's, cows over there. <laughs> exactly. There's no way. Dude. And then one of the cows, the one, of the, one of the cows just jumps the up. Cows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just shut up, right? Just, one of the cows jumps onto the other cow and literally his dick, like, <laughs> fly, like fully erect, pops out of nowhere and just whoosh. And then the, the, the female cow just fucking dodges, just like, <laughs> just like swerves. Not today. Nope. Exactly. Not today, brother. The logistics are off. There's a car coming at us right now. <laughs> exactly. Pretty sure Not the, the cow's right dragging the one's the, cow the, the, the other cow is like, oh, it's distracted. The car's coming now. Like, it's probably strategic. Oh, shit. It's probably strategic. Wow. So uh, that's when we were like, okay, this, this, is, uh, this is fucked. And we were like, okay, fuck it. Let's just trust what the taxi said before. We and went he, had back. A, he had a picture. It, it was only like... It was only like a hundred meter yeah, farther. It was so close. It was so close from where we initially were. Past the military checkpoint, just beyond the dirt road mm -hmm. bit where we were sketched out by like how far? Yo, we, we just talked. We just yeah. talked about how um, you know we made a mistake and we didn't. We listened to the omens incorrectly. I, I disagree because if we didn't listen to the omen of turning around, we would have never stumbled upon Bill Casby. <laughs> Okay, where I'm going, where I was actually going. I mean, going everyone met those, that, small, yeah. that group of people, those yeah. Exactly. So once we, act, once we got to the spot, we got there later than we wanted, but uh, we, we saw a group of four Colombians, and they spoke uh, English too, which is like so fucking rare. Uncommon. What we've seen, it's so uncommon here. Maybe it's more common in the uh, Medellin or something. Yeah, I said, how'd you learn? They just said we taught ourselves. They were watching movies and listening to English rap. Yeah, That's so think, think about that. So we, we decided to go back. And when you make a decision, you really don't know where it's going to take you. Yeah. So in the end, it worked out that we got to meet these people. They brought us to their friends on the beach. We got we got to hang out with you know actual Colombians. They actually, yeah. yeah, actually spoke English too. They actually spoke English. They had goggles. We they, knew to, they knew where to go snorkeling. They knew where to go snorkeling. We got to snorkel right with them. 
one of them. Like, you see that? Them. The water go in. That's good advice. Imagine I'm, I was, I'm, I'm, head, I'm face first in some sand. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't see dude, shit. The whole time. I see shit. Snorkeling sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got to meet this, this uh, the Colombian crew and uh, interesting experience. Yeah. So in, in the end, we had a great beach day though. Yeah, was, yeah, that was beautiful. And Hannah and Nate back. showed up. Yeah, yeah. What'd boat. you get? Yeah, you, <laughs> I saved your crypto. You saved by a fucking million. Guy was making trades, crypto trades. Nice. Hammer yeah, in the boat. Rocky. Yeah, we ordered fried chicken. Thanks for that. Adam. was pretty Oh, yeah, we took a boat ride. We managed to step taking a taxi back, which the taxi driver was not happy about. We instead got a boat ride, also from Colombians who spoke English. And uh, so we got to meet them, got the boat ride back, and Mohsen was just somehow was on another level and ordered a shit a bucket of fried chicken. There wasn't chicken. enough water, that was their challenge. Yeah. The sun is hot and there wasn't enough water. Where's the water? Exactly. But yeah, overall, great The biggest theme for me is typically always is like just the, the more no problem attitude the people you hang out with, with mm -hmm. uh, the more fun you have. Because it just creates the more problem attitude you have of like finding problems and everything, the more stress you create. Yeah. 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 It all right. works out pretty it's well. Like, it's like looking for L's. It's like, well, if you don't look for L's, they're, they're not there. You know what I mean? Because L's, as we said, like L's, is, is, it's not an actual thing. It's, it's an identification of the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a judgment of the thing. An and interpretation. that judgment yeah. and that constant judgment. Yeah. And good. alchemy is shifting good. your interpretation from the, where how we started this alchemy, yeah. alchemy is, yeah. it's shifting your interpretation of what you had categorized as a loss and then you can mm -hmm. categorize it for a win or you can just transcend winning yeah. and losing. I think all that, of us- That being said, it's not like we, we transcended losing. Like for a while, we were not feeling good about what we were like going back and forth, all yeah. the fucking, yeah. all that. Yeah. Well, but what happened to the Exactly. But, but we, we still handled it well. We, 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 we did the best that we could with the shitty situation that we, we put ourselves in. Yeah. Um, but overall, True. the key is not to dwell on the fact that we fucked up and just mm -hmm. enjoy the time that we had on the beach as short as it was. I think what we do well is like all of us are adventurous guys, meaning that we try new things, we venture into the unknown. Mm -hmm. And having done that so much in our lives, uh, we understand that things are not going to go perfectly nor would we even want them to life wouldn't even be that interesting that way if everything would work out all the time you can't you know what i mean it wouldn't it wouldn't be that fun actually yeah. uh it's the the joy of getting to the beach was more intense because of the bullshit we went through right before True. getting to the beach yeah. so so it's just like part of the experience and that's internalized in us we we know that there's something better coming that i don't have to linger on negative thoughts on this, True. I'm gonna focus on on being here and now, yeah. and uh, you know, just getting excited for, for what what's about to come. Yeah, that's it. In the grand scheme of things, it's like, yeah, we might have lost like 45 minutes to like an hour yeah. on the beach. I was on the we still had exactly we, we still had three hours. hours exactly. We still had three hours. Yeah. That was three hours on the beach. Definitely wasn't a loss. And there's also an element that we talk. Ian and I talk a lot on the show about you can't increase your pleasure without increasing your pain. Yeah. And when you increase your pain, you increase your pleasure. It's like by experiencing what we did and, and then when we got to the beach, we said to ourselves before we even got out of the car, we're gonna have to go extra hard so we can make up for the time we lost. So that was like a infusing an illusion of, of even enjoying ourselves even more mm -hmm. um, because we decided to. And then how much cooler was the boat ride home mm, versus dope. driving 
driving. Great. And if we did the boat both ways, it wouldn't have been as like the contrast of the experience we had versus the like the really? gliding through the water as the sun was setting in the distance. Made the board that much nicer. And made it because it was just like, oh, we got through all that bullshit this morning. Well, was it really bullshit or was it setting you up? 2.30 p.m. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot outside. It's hot outside. Yeah, for the people that don't know, the beaches close at 2. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, the sun shit. setting long, at 2. We, started, we stuck around yeah. longer than we were supposed to. The sun was setting. The sun was setting. The story I was telling myself is I'm, I'm on eat. this boat and it's fucking yeah. young. just like in the sun setting. He just had three pairs. He was just squinting and had three pairs of sunglasses. I literally just got <laughs> I had three pairs of sunglasses and I just got this Rasta braid because we're on the Caribbean and I know what it feels like to be Colombian. Hey, hey. That's culture appropriation. Oh yeah, two braids. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. People yesterday asked me how long have I lived in Cartagena because they really figured I was Colombian. Like, that's nice. Your passport. Your passport. Getting there. I don't know if they asked you how long you were in Cartagena. Not that. No, they were like, no, no, no. They're like, I was like, no, I, I'm with you. Like, okay, how about? It seemed to me like they're asking me. No, they thought you were an expat. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's That's actually probably. Born and raised. This calls a book. I call bullshit. They saw that. Bro, the isn't that powerful. They don't look at one brain and like, oh shit. One of us. What you don't know about this brain is that you Yo, actually, the funniest bullshit call I've ever heard it was Mark Manson, who's the author of The Subtle Art of Oh, what and he did a podcast with Jordan Peterson. Nice. And Jordan Peterson uh, and his daughter asked Mark Manson, well, what should you give a fuck about that? And then Mark Manson started saying, oh, my goal isn't to like imbue my values on, or imprint my values on my readers and let them decide what they want. And Jordan Peterson's like, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> He's like, of course you are. Everything, everything you're saying in the book is trying to convey a certain viewpoint of life. And then Mark Manson actually was like, yeah, actually I gave you my stock answer, but like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which is pretty okay, honest. I found brutal. it was pretty, impressive. It was pretty impressive that he he actually but he said a little bit more. He's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. He didn't like get defensive or something. Yeah. And it was also just like you can't get lost in your stock answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got called out. That sounds right. But there's so many stock point. answers that yeah. we have. In, well, like we have so many true. assumed assumed things. Like I would say, uh, I would say the equivalent of that is like I don't like self help. It's like you probably read some shitty books. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, like I bet if you picked up the first five, like, well, self-help for me is life experiences. And, uh, yes, but if someone's had, uh, Jim Rohn would say, if some guy, uh, one book could save you five years of life experiences. Because one person who's done this thing and they synthesize it and they sell it to you for twenty bucks and you're like, it's twenty bucks and I gotta read it. It's gonna give me that much value. Seems to yeah, be true, but, but it isn't. I'm the kind of person who like. I think that. most people. I think most people are like this. Actually, you you will read a read a book one year, read it five years later, and you're going to gain different lessons from yeah. it because you've actually lived certain life experiences that you can pull from it. That's why so I it all comes down to like you. So it's like I'm pulling the lessons I almost already know, but it's like it's like reinforcing the lessons that I that I've learned in the last five years. So that's 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 kind yeah. of my, the, my way of thinking. There's so like, um, if I read a book when I'm 17 and like seven most effective habits of a whatever, yeah, if I, like I yes, yeah, there you go. My, and if I read that when I, I remember trying to read that and being like, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I just I, I, I can I remember reading that. Um, maybe if I read it now, maybe it'll resonate 
Yeah. But, I just mean, I think there's like books that are non-fiction or non-novels that aren't like the like Tony Robbins. I think what you're getting at, like I, I actually, I've moved away from like the, the stereotypical broadcasted self-help. Yeah. Like yeah. we are self-help. The giant like all that, like I've kind of moved away from that. But yeah. I think there's, a, I think I'm just like a low-hanging fruit and there's some yeah. philosophy and some shit that you learn. It, that like, if you like The Alchemist, you would read here, here, it. Here's the thing though. Why do you, why do you read the, those books? Because I can, uh, because it allows me to shape my philosophy, which is my lens of a world, in a way that serves me, makes me feel better, do better, happier, more at peace. Uh, so, so you're looking for something different when you read than when I read. When I read, I'm looking to enjoy myself. I, I want to enjoy. I'm looking for entertainment. I want to be able to enjoy Same. what I'm reading. So, for me, reading those books, I don't, I don't enjoy them. I would, I would much rather read a book like The Hobbit that's literally just crafted yeah, yeah. for your, for your enjoyment. I would recommend both. I've read The Hobbit, got the Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I, the Alice. Here's the thing, it comes back to what we were talking about before. Most in the circle of thing wasn't for him. He was looking for something different. Well, it for was me, for when him, it comes to reading, really, help them find out that it wasn't for him, so it wasn't Yeah, so I've read self-help books to realize they're not for me. And uh, I might want to revisit it though every once in a while just to see if you've changed. I agree. So I you guys are trying to print your way because, thinking. No, no, we can't, I constantly change. I'm constantly Pushy changing. motherfuckers. I'm well, think about it this way. It's like I never read fiction. And then he was like, you should read some fiction. And I was like, no, I don't. And I identified. He literally said to me, he's fiction. like, I don't like, no. Identified so like, not reading it. Yeah. Like, I only read things that make me grow right away, tangibly happen. Which is funny because you guys were on the exact opposite opinion on this exact same thing. I'm trying to flip it the other way. Yeah. So, but, I mean, just being open-minded to to reading some great literature. I read all Stephen saying, yeah, King, yeah. and Stephen mm -hmm. King was awesome. And then I read uh, Needful Things, is an incredible. I'm just book. saying, if you read like five or ten pages, so like ten minutes of your life of Seneca, I think you'd find that. I think you might be like. Yeah, if you got through page thirteen and you didn't have mm -hmm. some insight, then I would be surprised. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think you'll find like really good self-help books, like mm -hmm. the quote that you just heard in from The Alchemist. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wildly entertaining, inspiring. Uh, but the reason uh, I like told with a story rather yeah. than just as a, like I hear some facts. You know? that, but that's why I like the Alchemist. It's an actual story. Um, it's an actual story. I think there's a premise on there's a yeah. faulty premise on this argument. I want a right hybrid. Now. I want then, I want the hybrid. But the hybrid it. the hybrid is a hybrid of doing the hybrid and then the, yeah. the different ones and then they. They mesh together, so it's not. I'm not trying to convince you that nonfiction is better than fiction. If I could only read fiction, yeah, I'm just saying they, they even out in different ways. So it's like one meal you're trying to you oh. eat it, eat an avocado salad, and the other meal you eat fried chicken. So it's like you eat food for more than one purpose in different experiences. So it's like most of the time, like I understand, like from a ratio standpoint, like maybe nine out of ten books. Let me let me uh, and make an analogy and the comparison to to consuming drugs because like as an example you read the fiction for a specific outcome or like a specific thing you're interested in well you would smoke weed for doing something specific or you could drink and that would give you a different experience so it's like an altered state of consciousness well you're literally peeking into the thoughts of a specific person and so when you peek into the thoughts of mm -hmm. um, Paulo Coelho when you're reading The Alchemist and it's the story, it's like you're getting the, the the curated experience he's trying to design for you. But when you read Seneca as an example, or if you read Alan Watts, Alan Watts or if you read Jim Rohn, you're just, you're just getting an insight into how does this person think about the world? And if you're interested in specific people, like as an example, you said um, Conan O'Brien, was that who you're listening to? Yeah. This podcast? 
uh, you were saying like he's super funny. He's You're saying he's, he's super funny. He, might, he might be one of the funniest people on earth. And so it's like it just so I actually agree in terms of like who you pay attention to and you spend time with. You actually get this get a, a, a glance into the way they look at the world, and the way their brain works, and so you can tap into basically anyone's. I think from like, anyone's what you really say from to. a low hanging fruit for everyone. I agree that like for example. Um, if you're a bodybuilder, maybe everyone shouldn't be a bodybuilder, but you're like, everyone should exercise. So I think it would be too much for what people would like if everyone, everyone's not going to want to read as much philosophy as I do. But I think in terms of, you know, most asked, what's one thing you could do that would be like low hanging fruit green space that could change everything. It's like, think like that quote from the alchemist is philosophy. Like that's a, that's a but, metaphor but, of explaining. But, but here's the thing. I don't enjoy a book when it's literally just focusing on that. I like it to be, I like it to, su to surprise me. It just doesn't get through to you. Yeah, it doesn't it, get through it, to it, me. It, it, and that's totally fair. Yeah, like, especially when it's, it's so knowledge. much of it is just like just high in the sky. There's so much like, there's so, it's so that, much like. That's totally fair. It's yeah. also crazy to think that self-development books are the, the only way to learn about self-development. No, 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 no. So, so it's, it's like, I have no issues with you not reading them. Um, so I think, I think you're doing very Alan well in the realm of self-development without reading any of those books. Personally, I don't even read too many self-development books uh, anymore. I just, over the years, for one, once you're into self-development, you hear a lot of the same patterns, not to say like you've internalized them and you're perfect now. Yeah. But uh, I'm not even entertained by most of them anymore. And that's, there's something uh, where I really don't know. Um, for example, like some of the stuff where I experienced with Alan Watts, um, that, that was like thinking in ways I had not thought that's before. It. So, so uh, that's really the value in life is whether it's coming from a book yeah. or it's coming from somewhere else is like, uh, what's what's you don't know what you don't know yeah. so what might as well venture into it and see what it's like and in some way it's gonna develop you mm -hmm. uh, it might be directly self-help or it might be the alchemist mm -hmm. or something else so so if I was to read one short self-help book what what do you guys think it Seneca on the shortness of life it's 35 pages if, if I had to say like the shortest one that you can finish in literally uh, a few hours, Seneca. I'm a slow reader also, which is I'm why surprised I said that. I was thinking, I think you were going to say uh, James Allen as an individual. Uh, that's too like on the. It's good, but I'd say this is a little bit more like comprehensive. But having said that, dude, there's so know, many man. categories that like I wouldn't I wouldn't ask myself what's the what's the shortest book. I would I'd probably ask like what's the most impactful self help book that you would recommend for this topic? Because there's like self-help books for like worrying. I know, but I, I want to taste. Self books okay. I want to taste self-help. If I like it, then I'll, then I'll But it, is there, is, I'm wondering if there's like any realm of self-development that you- Here, here is one, that as really man is, what, what, what I can Are you listening to philosophy, practicality, career? I have a couple uh, ideas about this. Just, I was gonna say the practicality standpoint, as Jonathan brought up what he thought I was gonna say, as man thinketh. So it's, uh, there's 30, it's a book and it has um, a morning paragraph and a night paragraph. So it's just two paragraphs a day for 30 days. And it's like a sequential order of like philosophical thought, like moving towards that you're creating reality through your thoughts. And then if you wanna like do things well, then you need to like write yourself and uh, from like an internal standpoint. And it's, I I've read it uh, probably 20 times like 18, 18 times because you just you read it for a month and then you can start over. Um, but I read it for like a year and a half prior to us leaving on our trip. And it was one of the things for me to be able to like just click all the things together and make it happen. What's it called, sir? As a man thinketh, James, James Allen. Allen. 
on the other note of like self-development, right? Like just like how I was saying, uh, self-development books are not the only place to learn about self-development. So the question is, why are you reading self-development books? Are you trying to actually self-develop? Uh, if you are, that's great. Then is self-development books the number one way you could develop? Or could you just actually do the thing that you need to develop at? Uh, in in yeah. some other way, whether it's like practicing comedy yeah. rather than reading a book about comedy. I also you know I, mean? I agree, and I would say so hanging out with the person as well. Okay, so it's a lie. I have read self help books, and but they're comedy books. So, yeah. so that, do you that is funny? I realized because of that book that I don't. <laughs> no, no, you do. You do. You got lost. Is that what the I Irish guy? Book. I had to read it is an Irish guy. Yeah, I read that one too. That I didn't talk funny. I would say to that point about like doing, doing doing the thing, doing the thing to yeah. help you improve it. It's also like hanging out with the person that's already good at it. Yeah. It's like I remember being on a podcast last week. I did a podcast on the Circle Up show, um, interviewing Eric Windler from Jack Dador, who's the founder yeah. of Jack Dador. His son um, took his life when he was going to school in university at Queen's University, and we were talking about mental health and how to be there for yourself and others. And he was saying to me at one point, he's like, you're so great with quotes, Jonathan. And I said to myself, uh, I said to myself, like, well, I hang out with basically like a poet philosopher <laughs> every single day. And so I'm just like, I'm just like exposed to it. And it's like become part of who I am. And it's like, just, it's just like more effortless than anything at this point. Because like I said, it's you're sharpening the saw acts all day. All day. And so when you go into these situations, it's like you're well prepared <laughs> you got a sharp sword and a sharp axe. Um, and so just by like what you were saying, if you want to self-develop, like just reading the book isn't the only way to do it. Yeah. Of course. Hanging out, with a, hanging out with a philosopher, poet, it, it, artist, rapper. It gets you asking yourself the question. Like, child, mystic. <laughs> $50 million man. When you hang out with a $50 million man, you're going to make millions. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to say something, and I'm trying to remember what that it was. That yeah, that weed yeah. hit. The weed hit! Well, weed, nicotine, alcohol, was, shot of tequila. Yeah, 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 literally this just guy like, like two hours ago was like, I'm done partying. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Well, we do need to, we need to give ourselves a break so that we can enjoy the... the this departure. is still a slow day. That being said, no, today is. We try to be down to the pool, but not anymore. Um, that being said... Uh, Six and just closed. So the reason we wanted to do this part two is because Abdu's leaving tomorrow. He's going to head to Mexico. Three of us are going to keep hanging out. I think you're going to stick around at least till May 7th, Mosin. Uh, definitely. Yep. We got this dope apartment. But I can't entire, this dope apartment. We got the entire. Place, no, why, why would you? We got the entire this place floor is of oceanfront property on the Caribbean Sea here in Cartagena. Eight balconies. See the sunset every night. There's a pool on the property. We're going to stick it around until May 7th. Uh, and hey. Massive TV. We were watching hilarious music videos last night enjoying that experience abdu you're gonna go to mexico and the boys and i are gonna yep. sleep in cartagena at ian what's your plan after you're gonna go to, going to Guadalajara? Guadalajara. this is cool yeah, yo this is like we're all going to a different place basically so you're gonna go to guatemala you're gonna to come to medellin what do you think what do you probably. Think? Yeah. So ah, probably gonna to go to medellin together yeah. uh, we're gonna go back <laughs> to better, one dude. of the major cities in, in uh, colombia most of the night and uh, abdu's heading to mexico yeah Trying to figure out exactly what's going to go on in Mexico, but uh, no, you don't have to. Bro. Nothing's yeah. going on in Mexico. You don't have to trust me. Yeah, you be here, and you'll be there. Then. 